You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Today we'll be discussing the diagnostic image area as it relates to using PSB technology. Dr. Yepes is an associate professor in the Department of Pediatric Dentistry at Indiana University School of Dentistry in Indianapolis, Indiana. His research and teaching interests are in the area of oral medicine, oral radiology, and oral pathology in children. Dr. Yepes, it's a pleasure to have you back on Dental Talk. Thank you, Dr. Phil. I appreciate that very much, and I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, your last podcast was excellent. For those of our listeners that did not uh, listen to that yet, please feel free to tap into that. It's a great podcast on the transition Dr. Yepes has made from film to hard sensor to PSB technology. So he's experienced all of it, and he gives just really good reasons why he loves phosphor plates and the whole workflow behind it. And um, he's here again to talk about PSP technology regarding the image area. And my first question is, do you feel from the larger active area, does it truly provide you a better means of diagnosing your patients? Yes, absolutely. Uh, And that's one of the most critical positive points of the phosphoroplate technology, the imaging area. And that provides me with a better view of my area of interest and that provides me with a better comprehensive and more information in the screen than other systems like direct digital radiology or sensors. Yeah, so tell us about the image quality uh, of a sensor versus a PSP. That's a very interesting question, and I think so we can dedicate the whole postcast and maybe five more just to <laughs> go over just to go over the answer to that question. In a very short way, because I don't want to really uh, spend a long time answering your question. Let me I just go to the point. There is plenty of research looking at image quality of both systems, direct digital radiology, which basically sensors, and indirect digital radiology, which is phosphoroplates. Why we are so interested about the, the quality? Because for many, many, many years, we use conventional radiology, and we used to see conventional films. And and one of the advantages of the conventional films was excellent resolution and obviously the ability to see interproximal caries lesions and the ability to see small enamel defects and everything else was very important for the dentist. When digital radiology came on board and when we dentists as a profession, we start to use digital radiology, like everything in life, we start to compare the resolution of the digital uh, images with what we used to see in the old days with conventional films. And then the question was immediately, was better or worse? Very soon we realized that the ability to see small lesions and high resolution clearly was not there with direct digital radiology, which is the sensors. And we realized that even looking at the mouse or moving the mouse and changing the contrast and increasing the sharpness of the image and doing some digital manipulations is still not at the same level of the resolution of the conventional films. And then very soon we start to see the phosphoroplates or indirect digital radiology. And we start to compare the resolution of direct radiology of the sensors compared with indirect radiology of phosphoroplates in terms of the resolution. And and let me tell you something, Phil. Um, And again, there is plenty of research and plenty of studies, very well designed, very sophisticated, that they look at the resolution because clearly 
that's critical for me as a dentist and it's critical for you as a dentist. Image resolution of phosphoroplates is better than the resolution when we use digital direct digital radiology of sensors. So we have more ability to see areas that we need a high resolution to come with an appropriate diagnosis. When you're comparing that resolution, I'm assuming that the amount of radiation that's the patient is absorbing from the sensor and from PSP is the same based on yes. that comparison. Yes. Okay. That's so, right. Right. Okay. And um, as far as image area, you talked about in your previous podcast um, some of the benefits of PSP. When we're talking about pediatric dentistry, of course, we need some small size uh, phosphor plates. Is that also available in direct digital imaging as, as in a sensor? And tell us a little bit about the, the image area. Yes, in, in the direct digital radiology, and I will kind of, for the audience to really understand a little bit easier, I'm going to stop to use direct digital radiology because we all understand that direct digital radiology is the sensor. So I'm going to use the term sensor during this podcast. So with the sensors, uh, they come in different sizes, that's right, and they are um, different, obviously, different vendors in our country that they provide with sensors. Uh, the standard size is size number two. And and really, the, the companies who produce the sensors, they try as much as they can to make the sensor more comfortable for the patient. They try to kind of round up the angles of the sensor. They, as much as they can, they try to make the sensor more thin. Uh, they try to protect much better one of the critical areas of the sensor, which is the interface between the cable. Remember, there is a cable from the sensor that goes into the computer, and they try to protect that as much as they, they can because this is a critical area that after using the sensor many, many times, that's a potential place to have some issues. So the companies, they clearly, they came with the small size sensors, but one of the issues is the image area. And what happened is using the small sensors, you pay a price in the amount of image that you can capture, which means you are going to have a small field of view, and that may well take away some area that you are really interested to see. You don't have that issue with the phosphoroplates. You don't have the issue of the cable with the phosphoroplates, so there is no this critical area. Obviously, I work with children, so I'm not too concerned that maybe one of my kids is going to bite the sensor, because using phosphoroplates, we don't have a cable so they can bite if they want it. But also, again, going back to your question, Phil, there is a larger area in the image. So I obtain more information than comparing with what I will get with sensors. So Dr. Yepis, um, let me ask you this question. As far as the penetration of the two products into the profession, are more people using sensors out there now versus PSP or vice versa? What's going on with that? Um, that's a very interesting question that a couple of months ago, I, um, I was writing a couple of questions for an exam, and I was interested to know the answer for that question, because it was my perception, and as you know, perceptions sometimes are not reality, but it was my perception that maybe sensors were more popular than phosphoroplates. And as I said before, perceptions, sometimes they are not reality. So my perception was that sensors were more popular than phosphoroplates. So I look in the literature, and honestly, there are not too many studies who really look at that. There are a couple of surveys among dentists in the country, general dentists, 
that they ask about phosphorus plates and sensors and which system do you use. And to my surprise, it's almost 50-50. It was no higher for sensors, neither for phosphorus plates. So I think so among dentists, the use of phosphorus plates and sensors is almost equal distributed. In pediatric dentistry, you probably will see more practitioners using phosphorus plates compared with sensors. Also, a lot of my colleagues, family dentist colleagues, that they see a large number of children, they may use more phosphorus plates than sensors. I may be wrong about this, but it seems like a dentist that um, used, used traditional film made the move to sensors because that was the thing to do at the time. Uh, when they start to see the advantages of PSP, which we're talking about in this particular podcast, which is, for one, the diagnostic image area is larger. And you, you didn't give us a percentage of how much larger, but I'll ask, you know, you can tell us that in a second. And then in your previous podcast, from the standpoint of treating children especially, and this applies to adults, is the huge comfort factor. And there's no real negative with the workflow. I mean, I know it's not a direct type of system where it's cabled and it goes directly into an instantaneous image. There is some processing that has to happen. And I could see that to be the only negative. But with the, all the positives, to me, PSP sounds like uh, overall a better system. Percentage-wise, when you compare PSP to sensor, what are we looking at as far as additional diagnostic area when you compare the two? Yeah, Phil, that's a great question. Um, it's about 12 to 15 percent. And um, depending on the system that you are looking and depending on the particular uh, phosphor plate that you are looking, it's something in between 10 to 15 percent, 12 to 15 percent. Just a few minutes ago, you said that one of the negative things of uh, phosphor plates is that you don't see the image instantaneously, clearly. You need to take the phosphor plate and put it in the ScanX, that's what I use, so in the processing station, whatever you use. However, do you know, Phil, let me tell you something. For me, that's not a negative aspect of phosphorus plates. Do you know why? Why is that? Do you know why? Because this is the point, and this is absolutely true. When the assistants or the staff member who is taking the radiograph, when they know that they are not going to see the image immediately, they pay more attention to take the correct film. They pay more attention to have the correct technique because this is one of the problems of the sensors because the image is almost immediately, it's no problem to just move the sensor a little bit, take a new film. Move the sensor a little bit, take a new film. When you are using phosphorus plates, yes, you don't see the image immediately, which is no problem whatsoever. And also, the staff member who is taking the film, we use phosphorus plates, and they know that if they need to retake the film, it will take time. And time means I have a child in the chair who is, or a mom waiting for me, and they know that that time can be five, seven minutes. So believe it or not, they pay a lot more attention when they use phosphorus plates than when they use sensors. Yeah, it's that's, very interesting. That, that, that's a Fantastic point, actually. and Very interesting. No, that's a very, very brilliant point that you're making, uh, Dr. Yepes, because and you, you've made the transition from traditional film, so you probably saw the uh, very diligent technique-oriented approach that your staff Absolutely. had with the, Absolutely. with the traditional film, and then they moved to sensor, which you also experienced, and you noticed a change in that 
uh, level of scrutiny as far as technique goes, because as you said, there was instantaneous gratification. It's like, okay, this film isn't perfect. I could see that uh, my bite wing, my angle is off. I need to go more of a 90 degree angle here. I'll do it again. And now you're seeing back to the same kind of situation with the PSPs, but they're still getting less radiation. It's more comfortable than sensor and you're getting less retakes overall. So you're probably, in a a previous podcast, you talked about the huge reduction in retakes using PSP, but you're mentioning now another reason why. Not only is it the comfort factor where the patient isn't rejecting the product that's in their mouth, but what they're also uh, experiencing is a staff member who's being more meticulous with their technique, which also reduces the retake. Um, Let me ask you this question to wrap up this podcast. How easy is it to display, manipulate, and diagnose off of the captured image. Now, you, you're using ScanX. So tell us a little bit about ScanX, why you like it, and then uh, please address this last question. Um, I love the ScanX. Easy to set up, easy to operate, very smooth transition with my electronic health records. We mentioned that in the previous podcast. I have Dentrix Ascend. And um, as you know, Dentrix Ascend is a new electronic health records, uh, and we didn't have any issues in the integration between ScanX and my system. And then going back to your question, um, I I love the way that the image is presented on my screen, and I love the quality of the image. I can some I can do some adjustments and change a little bit the contracts if I want it. I can actually increase the sharpness if I want to do that. In other words, I have all the options, all the tools available in my software to help me to have a better diagnostic image. As soon as I started to use ScanX, it really was a hit, not just only for me, for my assistants, for my IT guy, but also for the patients, because at the end, it's a direct benefit for the patients. Great advice. Really appreciate your time. Dr. Yepes, again, as always, we want to thank our sponsor, Air Techniques who uh, has a wonderful system out there called ScanX, and they have various options on those PSP technologies. Thanks again, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you, Phil.